Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. We always like to start the show by talking about what it means to be a warrior. We call our show The Warrior Show. And uh, a warrior is a brave or experienced fighter. I say this every week. So if you're familiar with us and you're familiar with our show, you know that I talk about being experienced. Everybody is experienced. If you're brave about what you're taking on in life, that is just a bonus. You don't actually have to be both. So when you're getting ready to go up against the Goliath or the mountain that you're taking on for the day, I just want you to think about the fact that you've done a thing or two to get to where you are. And if you've had to overcome that, chances are, as long as you press headlong into what you're dealing with, you're going to overcome that situation as well. Debbie and I always like to talk about either what we're dealing with or what we've been running into a lot with our clients lately in hopes that you understand that everybody is dealing with something in life. And a lot of times we're dealing with the same things and uh, we have to build a team and work together to overcome them. So Debbie, either yourself or other people around you, clients, what have you been watching people deal with lately? Uh, Well, I wanted to talk about just how I've like warriored through the past week and how I've shifted through fitness. Sure, You know, I think um, uh, I've been talking about that on the show for, you know, a month now or so, just being able to work out again and Um, I, the other day I was working out and I just, you know, decided I was going to add a cardio interval in between sets. So I grabbed a jump rope and, um, started doing some jump ropes. Yeah. I remember that because you asked if I wanted to join you and I was like, no. And, and I thought, well, (laughs) I, that seemed to go okay. And of course my heart rate got up pretty quickly and, you know, was a, a, a little bit uncomfortable, but it was like, okay, I made it. Everything's good. I didn't feel nauseous. I didn't feel swollen. Everything was fine. And then the next, and that is, and that is something that for the past year you have dealt with. You oh, know, yeah. for everybody listening, like Debbie has been an athlete her entire life, but her health in this past year has really been taxed. And 
something like a jump rope would blur her vision. It would cause her head to swell. It would cause her to feel dizzy. You know, so she's saying that because these are things that she was actually dealing with. Right. And so then um, the next workout, I was like, okay, I'm going to do abs in between uh, sets. So I, I don't, it's been a very long time since I've worked my abs. Right, same reason. Yeah, Sit-ups, yeah. putting the head below the chest. Yes. You know, brain pressure, et cetera. It was just really, I just couldn't even consider doing abs. Right. And so I did them, and they, it went great. Um, but, you know, I you were there with me that day, which made me feel better because I was like, oh, if something happens to me, I'll be okay, right? Right. And so then um, I did a leg workout and I thought, you know, I'm going to um, jump on the stairs in between sets and just kind of see what happens. I just did a minute on on the stairs and I would do 30 seconds with one, you know, pace and then 30 seconds I would crank up to like a level like 13 or something like that. I think I did like a level six and a level 13 and my heart rate definitely got up there. I checked it, you know, on the heart rate monitor and I was at 170 for sure and, and that felt high and it felt uncomfortable, and it was just something that I hadn't done for a very long time. Sure. But it felt good that I was able to do it. And you were not there with me, um, and it was the end of my leg workout, and I just thought, you know, I'm just going to try to do five minutes on the stairs. Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, I just pass out and die. That's probably the worst thing that could happen, it's, right? It's probably the worst, Okay, yes. so if that happens, I'm going to heaven. Right. So I just basically made a decision that I was going to stay on for five minutes. So then I'm on for five minutes, and then I'm like, well, why wouldn't I just do 10 minutes if I'm on here? And, you know, this, you know, this just just how I, I just was thinking. So then I ended up doing 22 minutes. So instead yeah. of doing five minutes, that's, I did that's 22 no joke. minutes. And so basically what I would normally do on the treadmill – I ended up doing more than double in the same amount of time of a cal- of a caloric burn on the stairs, and I tried to manage my heart rate, you know, in the one sixties the entire time, um, which still felt very high for me. And I just, I guess, to some extent, feel a little bit safer if you're there when I do these things. But I just decided I was going to just do it on my own, and that I was just going to believe, you know, for the strength to do it. Well, I've done it two more times um, today. I did it, and uh, not yesterday, but the day before I did it. And afterwards, I feel really energized from it. Right. I should feel like, I mean, before I'd feel just like exhausted and depleted and swollen and um, like I was going to pass out, maybe like I was going to throw up. Just bad, bad stuff would happen. Now I actually feel energized from it. Um, so I guess I just want to encourage people that no matter how dark or how bleak or how bad the circumstances have been, um, they can turn around. Mine, is, mine have, have turned around. I also want to encourage people that are super negative about working out and that complain about having to do it and, oh, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do this. I get it. I know it's legitimate. I mean, I understand. It wasn't like I wanted to get on the stairs when I got on the stairs. Um, but you get to get on the stairs. Right. And if you could just understand how hard it is for a person when they can't and they want to, it's just so hard. So you really want to have some gratitude and see it as a blessing that you actually can be active. Yeah, I think that that is a common situation that most people have is unless you're someone who loves exercise, which those people exist. You know, if you're someone who's like, yeah, I absolutely love going to the gym. I love doing cardio. I love going for a run. 
then you're going to be motivated to do it. But if you lack motivation, you have to rely on discipline. And, you know, something that's been said over and over is you either suffer the pain of discipline or you suffer the pain of regret. And a very simple, like basic um, level of that would be, you know, you're going to the beach. Okay. And you're like, I'm going to get in shape for the beach. I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to a wedding. You know, I'm going to shed for this wedding and you don't do it. And then you get to the beach or you get to the wedding and you're like, dang it, I, I didn't lose the weight. And now I feel uncomfortable here. That is a very uh, aesthetic, like shallow base level regret. But what happens when you are 60 or you're 50 or you're 40 and you can't hang out with your kid? You can't hang out with your grandkid because you were too tired to walk on the treadmill. You were too tired to show up and do a little strength training. You know, if you suffer the pain of discipline, if you just get there and do it, you don't have to regret it down the road. And to your point, Debbie, something that's pretty common is after you work out, you will feel better. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well, where a lot of people only regret the workouts they don't do. You know, we're going to go over that. But something that I've been working on myself is, I have recovered from physical injury. I haven't had a health issue related or in the last year or in the last year and a half, I've had a back injury that has reoccurred from an initial injury that happened about 17 years ago. And I've been back to lifting and my upper body is really strong again. You know, my back is moving good. My shoulders are moving good. My chest is moving good. But my legs, because of my posterior chain and my erector spinae and my glutes as well as my psoas, are really still kind of messed up um, from my spinal stenosis and degenerative disc disease. And so what's happening is my leg workouts are really weak and they're also really limited. And so I'm dealing with right now being used to this past strength. Uh, having been super strong with my legs, as well as this current strength of my upper body. And when I do my legs, it just doesn't feel worth it. The workouts are light. The workouts, um, some, works, yeah. some, some things hurt my back. You know, like I, I go to move something and I'm like, there's the tweak in my low back. And it's not like a tweak that stops me. It's a tweak that's like, I don't want to do this. But the point is, you've got to start somewhere. Now, I'm not advocating you to do something that's going to hurt you. If my back stabbed me sharply, yeah, I shouldn't do the movement. But that's not what's happening. It's aggravated. And that's aggravating me and causing me to want to give up. And this puts me right in the category that Debbie spoke on of not wanting to work out because I don't want to and I want to complain about it. But the only way my legs are going to get better and the only way my posterior chain is going to strengthen, which is going to help strengthen my low back, is to do the work. Yeah, that's so good. I'm proud of you for doing the work. I know it's hard and I know I know it's hard to feel like you're not as strong as what you used to be, but it's just worth doing it. And I just want for you that's listening out there just to understand that, you know, we can help you with that. That's what we do. Let us identify where you should be progressing and how you should be progressing. Let us keep you safe. If you're struggling to do it on your own, if you're struggling to create the pattern of discipline, let us help you create that pattern of discipline. That's what we do at Integrity Training Systems. 
uh, to, to schedule a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, you can give us a call at 636-299-2208. Or for more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity, you can take a look at integritytrainingsystems.com. And don't forget, for gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods delivered to your doorstep from my personal bakery, take a look at sophiesbakery.com. And for fully grass-finished beef delivered to your door, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is John Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Just got done talking about what it means to be a warrior and warrioring through life. Now I want to kind of change our focus to what it takes to enjoy life. I know that a lot of times in Debbie's line of work, you know, we we do work hand in hand and very closely, but I spend more time on the fitness and, and the musculoskeletal and structural side of things, and she spends more time on the food, which is usually a lot of psychological attachment as well. And something she hears very commonly is that she, people still want to enjoy life when they're talking about food. You know, they'll come in because they have an autoimmune condition. They'll come in because they have a hundred pounds they need to lose. They'll come in because they're dealing with diabetes or they're dealing with chronic inflammation in their body. And when she tells them about the restrictions that they're going to have to begin with uh, from an elimination perspective, a lot of times what she's met with is, well, I still want to enjoy life, so I don't want to give up my glass of wine every night. Or I still want to enjoy life, so I'm going to take Saturday and Sunday off. And Something she recently talked about on her Facebook, and it's a good read if you follow her on social media, is do you really need good food to treat yourself? Is that really what you need to enjoy life? And Deb, when you meet with people and they talk to you about needing this food, what what recommendations do you usually give them or how do you help them to get through that? I think like for me, it's more like, do you really need toxic food to be able to enjoy life? Right. And is the toxic food really allowing you to enjoy life? Correct. Because after you have the toxic food, are you enjoying all of the symptoms that come from the toxic food? So I think for me, I met with a moment where I have this small window of opportunity where I can try to convert someone from thinking that going a a healthy direction with their food means that the world comes to an end. Yes. You know, like I have this moment where I I can encourage them and I can tell them, hey, listen, I've written five cookbooks. The reason I wrote five cookbooks is because you can actually enjoy the taste of clean eating. Right. You know, you can enjoy what you eat without toxic ingredients. Yes. But if you are dealing with a health issue, if you sincerely have a disease I I I just can't believe that you're truly enjoying life, you know, walking around with these symptoms, just being exasperated because of the toxins that you're taking in. Now, the one thing I have to, you know, consider is that sometimes you still get a person that just simply does not link food or attach food 
to the symptom that they're experiencing right. or to the disease that they have. Because honestly, go to a traditional medicine doctor. Now, hopefully that starts changing more and more as the years go by. Right. But you can go to a traditional medicine doctor and they will literally not reference food one time when it comes to autoimmune or one time when it comes to allergies or when it comes to, you know, of course, blood sugar, they're going to reference food. But what do they reference? I mean, they may tell you just to start counting uh, carbs or just to, you know, just to go to a, a registered dietitian and, and have them tell you all the sugar-free things that you can eat, not realizing that you're still causing a toxic reaction in the body. Well, I think that something I've heard you say more times than can count is that poison is still poison, even in moderation. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people kind of scoff at that, like, okay, well, I'm just having a little bit of something. It's really not that big of a deal. And and, and there are some people a small percentage of people that that's actually applicable to. Genetically, they are just able to. Correct. Uh, their liver is set up in a way that their detox pathways are efficient and they're just able to metabolize certain toxins yes. differently. And and I think something that is commonly. I don't know it's going to last forever. Well, and yeah. I think that's something that's commonly misconstrued is what are you using as a gauge to say you can or can't do that? You know, like for me, for instance, I'm metabolically in a great position now. When I met Debbie and I came to her as a client to lose 100 pounds, my metabolism had all but stopped. And I would put on weight if I looked at food. Now, I mean, I'm sustaining a weight right now and, and in shape and fit, and I'm not even doing cardio. If I added cardio, I could legitimately eat candy each day and probably stay fit. Not saying that to to brag, I'm saying it to tell you the reason I can't do that doesn't actually have to do with gaining or losing weight. It has to do with that I have psychological issues. I have a psychiatrist. I have to take medication. I have things that I have to deal with with anxiety, depression, rage. Candy causes me because of the chemicals that are in it and the dyes to absolutely lose my mind. So I'm not I could make the argument, well, it's not even physically affecting me, but it, it is psychologically affecting me. And the point I'm trying to make is you might think you are not being affected, but are you? You know, maybe you're not gaining weight, but your knee hurts. You know, maybe you're uh, still losing the weight that you want to lose, but you have brain fog. Is what you're consuming causing that? And that goes right back to what Debbie said, like people are so resistant to linking what they're consuming to what they're dealing with. And in, a, in an example that I use when I talk to people is if you can take a pill, which is chemically created, it's something that's designed in a laboratory using certain ingredients to create a physiological or psychological effect within your body based on digestion. If you can take a pill and get rid of a headache, if you can take a pill and bring inflammation down, if you can take a pill and make yourself not be as depressed, why in the world would everything else that you consume in a day that also has chemicals added to it not affect your body the same way? You are consuming so much more in the form of all the food that you're bringing in that would it not actually have a greater effect when it compounds? I would think so for sure. And I mean, there there are certain foods and drinks that I just think people are just so unaware of the impact that they can ultimately have on the body. And so my job is to teach that science 
it's not just to remove all quality things out of, you know, all good things that taste good out of their, you know, plan. It's just to teach them the science, help them to understand if we did remove it, why we would be removing it, and then help them to understand what they can replace it with. And what we replace it with will actually build your immune system, will actually improve your cardiovascular system. It'll actually set you on a path to have better digestion. So it actually equips you to feel better for the rest of your life. So, that you know, there's just... There's just a way of looking at it. And if you always look at it from the limited perspective and just feel like you're being restricted instead of just being given a healthy boundary and an alternative, you know, then you're always going to see it as a negative. So it's also, you know, the, the lens that you look at it out of is very important as well. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or to schedule a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, give us a call at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods delivered to your doorstep, take a look at sophiesbakery.com. And for 100% grass-finished beef delivered to you, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. I want to talk a little bit about a social media post that you did recently, Debbie, where you talk about um, what does it mean if you think what if. And you talk a lot about the negativity of that. And I want to start by saying I think what if is a very interesting uh, question that we ask ourselves. And it can actually be pretty positive. It can be something where you can say, what if I put in the work and what if I really go after this? Like, can I accomplish this? Can I get it done? And, and, and when you question that, you're like, yes, I can. And you push into that. Now I'm saying it like this because I think that's about 0.05% of the population. The other 99.95% does exactly what you talk about. And that's where you take a situation and you think, what if they're going to hate me? Oh my gosh, they saw my text and it says red, but they haven't responded in seven minutes. They must think I'm a terrible person now. I should probably message them back or call immediately to make sure our friendship's still intact. You didn't put an that. emoji at the end of that. So that seems like a really, really tough you know, question. And oh my gosh, you didn't say LOL. So are you taking this seriously? It's like, come on, guys. But what happens is the brain spirals. And we communicate so differently now. So that's an example of how it can do that. And I just think that that type of negativity in our lives, which is completely falsified and a lot of times projected, creates a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety. And and it leads to poor choices. And you talked about that. So talk a little bit about what you see with what you do and how that type of negative thinking and that spiral becomes such an issue. Well, I think there's just, you know, there's an opportunity in 
literally, I don't even, it could, this could simply happen in all circumstances. I mean, everything that we deal with in life, it can happen with our spouse, it can happen at work, it can happen in all areas, but we start to just project like a false narrative on whatever the circumstances. So we've created a story in our mind that someone is thinking this or someone is doing this or that this circumstance is going to go this way. Like my finances are going to just crash or, you know, my body isn't going to be able to do this or I'm going to get sick or I'm not going to be okay or this person doesn't like me. And so we've created all this chaos in our mind and now we're, we've, we've set ourselves up to be so stressed out and, 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 and now we have to overcome this, this false, unnecessary stress that we've literally created in our mind when half of what we've created in our mind might not even be happening. And there are so many people that go the direction of food in these circumstances and they use food as their release for the stress But the release for the stress could be that you don't assume the worst about people on a regular basis. When you're in a circumstance, you have faith and you believe God for the provision, for the healing. You trust that his plan is perfect, that his will is perfect, and that he's going to be with you no matter what the situation is. But also don't assume the worst about other people assume the best, and then you may not create this anxious spiral that just turns into a tumbleweed and then ultimately causes you to have drinks or to have food or to have all the things that you wish that you wouldn't have had that you have regret for because you've created a false narrative in your mind. Sit back, take a deep breath, think about the circumstance, and really try to assume the best case result and believe for the best case result. I'm telling you just simply that mindset, just the mindset alone can change the circumstance dramatically. So this is something that I'm actually really good at. I, uh, I never, <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know. It's just funny it's, that you're saying you're really good at that. Just it's, it's really, it's really okay. toxic. Okay. So <laughs> this is actually, I am number one, the worst at this. If you need a negative narrative wrote like of epic, proportion like i think you could write scripts yeah movies i am the man but i think that just comes from being a police officer so i think you were literally trained to see the worst there's there's multiple layers of this find a a, a fault you know if if we're gonna fault if if we're gonna take it back all the way to childhood which is kind of where it started for me when i was really little uh you know from the time that i was probably starting school i would say up until middle school i was a very sickly kid and I was not very big. And so I got picked on a lot, like relentlessly. And so I just assumed that just about anybody that would talk to me or anything that they would say, uh, other than my groups of friends, was going to be negative. I got messed with, you know. Now, I got big enough that I started learning how to fight. I, I out punch someone for you. I, I did actually do but that. I, I know you would. I appreciate yeah, I that. I would kick them. Wow. That's yeah. you, that's really no violent. You like I, I appreciate yeah. that, Deb. I appreciate you going yeah. to war for me. Yeah. yeah. Seems like it. I don't even... I don't even think it's right. They shouldn't bully. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a whole other topic. We'll, yeah. we'll, we won't get me on that soapbox. Yeah. But I started learning how to fight, and I became um, I, I became someone. I created this this person, right, this tough guy. I literally created a second me, and I used it to shield myself from these people. And I actually got to a point where 
I was getting myself into fights and situations because I had become this person. So in doing that, I always assumed that people had negative intent with anything they said, and then I would be willing to fight. So that takes me all the way into law enforcement where you're absolutely right. Any study that I did, the only classes that I took for continuing education, and I took them every time we had extra funds to be sent to, was interviews and interrogations and combatics training. And in both of those situations, it's always worst case scenario. When you're talking to someone in an interview, you are looking to hear them admit to the worst thing they've ever done in their life or to a negative situation. And so you're almost like forced, trained to read between the lines or catch the underlying second meaning. And then the second side of that from a combatic situation is you are preparing for anybody that you're talking to to pull a gun on you or to pull a knife on you. So you're just assuming that even the little old grandma that you're talking to about her dog being in a tree is going to pull a gun and shoot you. I mean, I know that sounds funny, but it's like that's the level that it's at. And I've had to try to unwind that because I just assume if someone does something, even if it is something that is kind of just odd or seems uninformed, I immediately assume the worst. You know, it, I've done it with uh, employees. I've done it with friends. I've done it with family where it's like, oh, okay, well, they did this. So obviously that means they're probably going to be leaving soon. And if they're going to be leaving soon, they're probably going to try to steal clients. So if they're going to try to steal clients, they could potentially put us out of business. So we have to put a stop to this. And the only way we can really put a stop to it is if I lock that person in my basement. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I like almost pass out and after Debbie's you just say like, all oh those things. Oh my gosh. And I'm over you know. here like, I just think that they probably just... Uh, I think they probably just overslept today. Yeah, right. You know, no, like exactly. I just like totally don't and even see that. And that's I don't what, even, what, and that's even what talking ends up about. happening. Yes. And so what you have to do is you have to learn to discern the difference between being prepared and overthinking, looping on negativity. And you have to you give. You have to train that out of yourself. Absolutely. You, know? you it, have to give positivity a chance. Yeah. You have to create a situation where you can allow yourself to think good things can happen because if, if you think about what fear is, fear is the belief that something that has not happened and may not ever happen uh, that's negative could come to pass, okay? And so if you live your life in fear, it's really hard to live in faith. And if you think about what faith is, faith is actually the opposite reciprocal of that. You know, having faith in God and having faith in the situation is actually hope. And hope means that you believe that something positive could actually happen in the situation. So why are we so quick to allow ourselves to live in fear and to not allow ourselves to have that hope? And so if you can create a situation where you rewire that a little bit, you actually stand the chance to potentially not have the depression, not have the anxiety, and not have the things you're dealing with that are causing you to want to drink again, that are causing you to just go ahead and go have a bad meal or a, or a candy or something that you end up just regretting later. Well, I think you, again, you had to train that out of you at one point when the stressful, yeah, when the stressful circumstance would come up in the very beginning, you would get in your car on a cancel and you would go to a gas station and I, you would come back and smell like a sugar factory. Yeah. And like I 100% knew that you just went and ate from stress, right? Well, there are clients that are doing the same exact thing. Right. Now you've had to condition yourself. That's not an option. 
that's not what I do in those circumstances. I've got to step myself off this ledge. I've got to back myself down from thinking all of these things. And what 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 does the thinking have to be? Well, each person's going to have to create their own pattern of what that thinking needs to be. Yes. But it needs to be the polar opposite of what you're currently thinking that's making you feel like I've got to go eat a bunch of food to get myself disconnected from the stress that I just created. So the the best thing we can do is set ourselves up to first and foremost not let our own personal insecurities turn into the reason that we assume the very worst is always going to happen in our life. Now, John has some pretty legitimate reasons, wholeheartedly legitimate reasons to feel that way. I mean, he's, he's been trained as a professional to act that way. Uh, he was bullied his entire young adult life. I mean, he has definitely had reasons. But we have to overcome it. We have to warrior up. We got to gear up. We've got to get the armor on. And we got to say, I'm not going to live that way for the rest of my life. I'm not going to let this be the way I handle stress. I'm not going to let this be the way I handle, you know, anything that comes up. I'm, I'm going to look at life differently and have a different attitude and have a different mindset. It's genuinely work. That's what John just said. It's work. It really has taken an equipping Okay. Now there's been accountability. I mean, you know, he's come to me for things and I've stepped him off the ledge. Okay. Well, let's just really think about this. All right. Why do you really feel this way? I mean, what, where's this coming from? I I don't, I don't really think it's going to go quite that far. And then when you see him diffuse and you see him realize, okay, you're right. It's probably not going to go that bad. Well, it's the same as that conversation that I have with clients. And I say, I get it that you had this conversation with your boss. I get it that you had this situation with your spouse. I get it that you have this thing going on with your finances and you have this thing going on with your health. But what if, what if instead of going the path of the fear and going the path of irritability and going the path of rage and going the path of all these things, I'll tell a client, what if we sat down and we went the path of faith? What if we got into the word and we found a scripture that supported the fact that your body is going to be healed? What if we got into the word and we supported the fact that God is going to be your provider? He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to everything you put your hand to, to be to be prosperous. Right. What if we got into the word and we found a scripture that said your true identity in Christ is the only one that matters? Nothing that anyone says or does about you even matters anymore. What if we could equip a person with that type of ammunition so that they use that in those circumstances and every day when life circumstances come up versus trying to dive into food and trying to make food be their solution or their escape. That is what we do. I mean, literally, that is what John does as a personal trainer. I listen to him talk to his clients. That is what I do as a nutrition coach. We are health coaching. We are really helping you to have the guidance that you need to just get into a better balanced state with your exercise, with your food, but also with your mind and and your spirit. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call for a free personal fitness assessment at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free baked goods delivered to your door, take a look at sophiesbakery.com and 100% grass-fed beef at fedfromthefarm.com.
Welcome back, everybody. This is John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems on Real Talk 93.3. Well, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in our last segment, kind of getting to this about um, the work required, you know, in a lot of regards, like the work required for me in overcoming the mentality of being negative, of allowing myself to think things negatively. We talked about the work required with food, you know, the work required to actually kind of try to get yourself to be more well. And I want to talk about being tired of feeling sick and tired. You know, this is something that I have heard my entire life. People say is I'm just tired of feeling sick and tired, you know, or, you know, we'll get clients that'll even say that. And, you know, most people don't think about what is actually required to feel better. I know that when I started with Debbie, you know, I was in my mid twenties and I remember thinking, well, this is what it feels like to get old. You know, in my mid twenties, you shouldn't feel old until, I don't know, maybe at least 106. Ever. You know, right. that's the thing is like you, you should always try to feel the best you can at any age. And so if you're walking around saying, well, this is what it feels like to be old. I, I want you to question and, and kind of really delve into yourself and think, what am I doing to allow myself to not feel this way? What am I actively doing? If I want to play an instrument, I have to practice the instrument. If I want to drive my car, I have to, to keep my car in a good condition. If I want to be able to do anything, I have to actually potentially put in work to do that. If I want to get a college degree, I have to go to college. So Sometimes if you want to be well, there's work to be done. Changing your food, exercising. Debbie recently has talked about going to Palm Health and the things that she's had to do there to get herself well. And it's not like she just knew that that's what it was going to take. She's got a team of doctors that she works with, a team of medical professionals, and she's gone and she started doing cryotherapy and time in a salt room and time on a pulse electromagnetic frequency mat, and time on a bio mat. And she's doing these things, and she's actually experiencing some health results because of it. So when you're dealing with the things you deal with on a daily basis, are you doing anything to try to make it better? I mean, it it's probably going to take some work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's if you're tired of feeling sick and tired, sadly, I have to warn you, it it's going to actually probably feel a little bit worse before it feels better. Right. And I wish that I, I wish I could, I mean, I want to encourage you too. So I don't want you to take that as like this, you know, super Debbie Downer thing, but it, but it, it's just, it's going to be worth it. Everything that you sow into it is you're going to reap it back, you know? So it, yeah, it's just, it's probably not going to feel great in the beginning. Um, I can remember when I first started going to Palm Health, it was, uh, you know, in two weeks, I, 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 I literally didn't look like the same person because I had reduced so much inflammation uh, in my body because of um, services that I was doing. And at the end of the day, I had to sacrifice a lot to get there to go and do these things. I blocked my schedule. I mean, I was up at the crack of dawn. They closed the lane down on Highway 40. I literally have an hour-long drive to get there in the morning, an hour drive in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Then I go there. I spend two and a half hours there, and then I drive back 30 minutes. 
you know, I'm, I'm doing this four times a week. This is a lot of work. It isn't an easy circumstance. There right. was a couple times I trialed a few things and I felt kind of sick from it, you know, and it, it didn't go well and I didn't feel so great. And in the beginning, clients are going to feel that way. They're going to feel kind of dizzy. They're going to feel kind of nauseous. They're going to feel tired. They're going to feel like they're detoxing. Because you, you know? are. And it's going to be a process and you just got to stick with the process. If right. you bail on it four days in, you start the process over, yes. you know, and you start the possibility of feeling all all that bad again. Just stick with it. Find a way, you know, to dive in to the deep end and really give yourself a chance to actually feel different for a change in your life and stay committed to it and build a team of people that will support that. I think that's the biggest thing that I want people to get, you know, to understand or to hear is that you you may actually go through withdrawals. You may actually detox because a lot of people are like, well, I didn't feel like this when I was eating the way I was eating. I didn't feel like this when I was drinking the way I was drinking. It's like, well, that's because your body has gotten to a state of dependency on those things. Like, is that really where you want to live? Like, do you understand what else is occurring while you're dependent on that? I have a friend that just recently quit drinking energy drinks and he had started drinking them to to be able to have a burst of energy to work more. And I've fallen into this trap three times in my life. So it's like, I can't even claim to have beat it once. I had to beat it three times. And for him, he had gotten himself up to the, the same place that I had gotten to at one point in time where he was drinking three or four of these things at a time, like in a day. Really tough and so what happens is you actually get to where you crash so much from these drinks, you feel like you need another one, and you spend more time of your day brain-fogged, fatigued, and low than you even feel up from their intake. And so he went through where he's like, all right, you know, he I don't suggest doing this with anything food, drink, or drug related, but he decided this is how he was going to do it. And I respect it a little bit because that's how I would do it too, but I would work with a medical professional. He cold turkeyed. And so what happened is he went through nine days of migraines, headaches, like extreme fatigue, feeling like he was going to vomit, muscle weakness, just crazy symptoms until he woke up on the 10th day and he was like, all right, I kind of feel okay. He felt like he had come out of like a flu, you know, a super bad flu. Well, there's a lot of amino acids in those things too. Right. And so that's the thing is you're messing with your brain, you're messing with your body. And so he, he got it, you know, he was like, okay, like I'm over that. Like, I don't need to ever experience that again. And I pray that he never goes back to him because what happened to me that created the other two times I had to do it was I got so far removed from overcoming that I thought I can have one here and there. And then next thing you know, you're taking them in again. So, you know, I just want you to think about like, don't dabble in being well, don't just go into it a little bit. You know, it's the same with, well, I don't want to, you know, I really want to still enjoy life and have my food or have my drinks. It's like, don't, don't piddle foot around it because you actually stand to not get to get away from feeling sick and tired. If you want to feel well, then chase after what it means to feel well. It's just going to take work. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And whether you choose to work with someone like us or you go somewhere else or you're working with a functional medicine doctor or, or whatever it is you're choosing to do, make sure you go all in. Yeah, I find another in. thing. 
people really struggle with is they'll get a lot of different opinions from a lot of different people. It doesn't work. And it doesn't work. A lot of times what happens is there is a lot of positive information out there, and there's a lot of ways to reach a similar goal. But a lot of times those ways, when intermingled or you know blended or you pick and choose from them, don't work at all. And what I find is a lot of times the reason for that is because A, you yo-yo back and forth between potentially what you're supposed to be doing and what isn't going to work for you. But B, we're already creatures that have gotten ourselves to where we require some assistance. So you're probably going to pick the things from each one that you actually like or the things that don't challenge you the most. And the reason you're picking those is for comfort and being in your comfort zone is actually what has you where you are. So you're going to have to just decide that I'm going to change this a little bit. I'm going to struggle a little bit. And the on the other side of this is going to be a victory that's going to make me feel well. Yeah, I just really believe in my heart that dabblers are never happy. They never really come out in the end happy. But when someone dives in and they really give 100% to something, whatever it is that they're doing in their life, 100% committed to something, they really reap what they sow in that. And that that's what we do is we really try to help you to make that full commitment to your health, full commitment to a transformation, full commitment to a life change. And then we really teach you and equip you on what it takes to stick with it, to stay with it for a lifetime. We don't just disappear after six months. You know, we're in it. I have clients that I have legitimately worked with for 20 years. They have been with me from the beginning. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems, take a look at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or to schedule a free personal fitness assessment with our personal trainers, give us a call at 636-299-2208. For gluten-free, dairy-free, nutrient-dense baked goods delivered from my personal bakery to your doorstep, take a look at Sophie'sBakery.com. And for 100% grass-finished beef delivered to your door, take a look at fedfromthefarm.com. Thank you so much for listening. We pray this message uh, blesses you and plants a seed of hope for change for your health. God bless.